0: I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass.
2: The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey, this is Tony Maglio, TV editor of The rap, and I am pleased to be back on Duke Love Wrestling.
3: And I am pleased to have you back. The man, Tony Maglio, TV editor of The rap a guy that literally covers all the things that I actually give a damn about in the world. What's going on, brother?
2: Oh, seems to be a lot going on. How How about yourself? How are you?
3: Well, you know, Mags, I'm in Massachusetts, and, and the governor just declared a state of emergency because of the, the, the Bud Light, I mean, the, the coronavirus. So, you know, it's, it's kind of touch and go over on my side of town here. And, and in fact, we just canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade in Boston. Which
2: is oh, that's a big deal.
3: It's a huge deal because you know we were doing it before they were doing it in in Ireland. They oh, have, is that right? Yeah, the Irish officials have come to Boston for years to figure out how to do this thing because it's a tremendous um, money maker for the municipality, and, and they've copied our model and, and they brought it back home and started doing it like we do it. But the point is, this is the most celebrated. St. Patrick's Day parade in, in the world, and we're not having
2: it. Wow, that's, that is that is a big step. But, yeah, I mean, that's in line with everything else that's getting canceled. I mean, the, all the dominoes are just falling, and, and really it's just a matter of time before, you know, we hear something, you know, on my end on the TV side, we're waiting to hear about Comic-Con, for, for one example. And while San Diego and the organizers have some time, you know, We're all kind of running out of time when it comes to these big logistical decisions. So, yeah, I I don't really anticipate that anything that would involve crowds, let alone raucous crowds, let alone drunk crowds and close crowds, is going to go on as, as planned. You know, I'm in New Jersey and I work for a California publication and, you know, you don't get too much further apart from California, your Boston, or California and my New Jersey. And uh, we're all in state of emergencies right now, and we're all running out of events.
3: That's the truth. And, and speaking of running, I mean, that's the biggest issue that we're facing right now because the Boston Marathon is supposed to happen in April. And mm. this is, I think it's the the oldest, mar- the continuous marathon happening in, in at least the America. It might be in the world. I could be wrong about that. But here we go again, where it's a touch and go situation. Where there's a strong possibility that the Boston Marathon is going to get canceled. We have people from all over the world who come here for that. It's a it's a major race. But these virus scares, it's affecting the sporting events. It's affecting the money makers. And what's interesting is that we just got news that the um, the Warriors game, which is happening tonight. You know, today's Thursday. Uh, the Warriors game is going to be played without a crowd. Can you think of of too many sporting events like an NBA basketball game, which is being played without a crowd because of safety concerns and things of that nature?
2: No, I can't think of too many events. I mean, at least not, you know, within my lifetime as an adult that that, that pop right to to mind. I'm sure there are are examples where, you know, the last few minutes of a game had to be replayed, and for one reason or another it couldn't be replayed in front of a crowd. I, I'm certain that there there would be examples, but in terms of these major sporting events, I, I short of, I don't know, maybe in Europe, maybe a soccer game had some sort of a a terrorism threat, or, you know, I'm just trying to come up with another version that might, for public safety, Get rid of the crowd, but keep the professionals in place. But no, off the top of my head, nothing comes to mind. And it's, uh, it's weird. It's going to be super eerie on TV. And it's going to also become the new normal for, for at least a little while here. And, um, that's going to be very bizarre. It's going to be bizarre for the athletes. You know, I know LeBron at first expressed, you know, how he, you know, kind of displeasure. If it went that way, he walked those comments back a little bit, um, maybe saying he didn't understand exactly what they were getting at, or maybe, you know, he had other talks, and now he he understands better why it's necessary or important or probable, whatever the case is. But, no, it's going to be super weird. It's going to be weird for athlete motivation. It's going to be weird for TV production. It's going to be weird for viewers. You know, when you see uh, what would otherwise be a major sporting event, like a Warriors game, um, that I don't know this one specifically, but I'm guessing it's probably either nationally televised or close enough considering it's the Warriors in the last few years they've had. Uh It's going to be very bizarre and quiet, and the ref's whistles are going to be loud, and the trash talk, or maybe not even trash talk, maybe strategy will probably be more prominently featured audio-wise. And, and that may end up looking and sounding cool, and it'll certainly be unique. And it'll probably help T V ratings from a uh intrigue standpoint, but it's gonna get weird and it's gonna get I don't I don't think it's gonna get normal. I think it could because as I just said it's going to be weird, but we're gonna end up having to get used to it or at least accepting it as as maybe our our new way of watching sports over the next couple of weeks at least. Speaking
3: of sports and you know, something that's near and dear to both of our hearts, and I know that you've been pretty much on the on the front lines as far as keeping an eye on this developing situation WrestleMania literally one of the largest sporting events that happens every year generally speaking in America the economic impact on municipalities is tremendous because it has extended into a week long convention where not just the WWE as a promotion is is providing services but you know a bunch of indie promotions are putting on pop-up shows and what have you throughout the week leading up to this major event. What's your take on this, Mag? Do you, how do you think this is going to fall? Do you, do you think that WrestleMania as we know it is going to proceed as usual, or do you think we're going to see some major changes here?
2: I think it's inevitable that we're going to see major changes. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll acknowledge you know, publicly here that I haven't done a ton of reporting on it because this is all moving so quickly and coronavirus is is impacting the general entertainment world, which I cover TV mostly, um, so much that, you know, WrestleMania is, you know, it's funny, it's in early April, but it's almost an afterthought. Here we are in in darn near mid-May. I mean, we don't even really know how March Madness is going to play out in its opening rounds. Um, So I've asked a couple of people and, you know, the one thing I've heard is basically a you know kind of a blunt like Wrestlemania is gonna happen, kind of thing, but these are from people who have a an interest in Wrestlemania happening now. Wrestlemania could happen just like Coachella could happen. they could just be postponed, and that would not be ideal um for w w e would not be ideal for for tampa um but it's certainly better than it being totally cancelled outright um but I don't know. I don't. I don't know how this works. We, none of us know how this works. This is such a developing situation. I, I suppose it might matter what number of confirmed cases of coronavirus there are in that specific in and around that municipality. But the thing about WrestleMania, as you you know, astutely pointed out, and what is very specific to WrestleMania is, it's a very International crowd. You know, even if you just watch the Raw after WrestleMania, you get the sense of how international that crowd is. So it almost doesn't really matter where the event is taking place because tourists are coming from all over. And and of course, all it takes is one or all it takes is two. Um, So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know how you control or vet, is a better word, a massive crowd like that, especially when you and I can. (laughs) We could be sitting here with coronavirus and, and, and not know about it. We could have just gotten over the flu and that was actually coronavirus. I, I I don't we don't know enough. There's not enough testing and there's not enough information and not enough research yet, right? So what do you do with tens of thousands of people at a major and international sporting event? I I don't know. You either say, Well, we have to live our lives and you know, we'll go on And fingers crossed and blah, blah, blah. And a lot of that might come down to, I'm no medical expert, but what the medical experts do come up with in the next couple of weeks. You know, if there's some sort of a cure or antidote, I I guess an antidote would be the wrong word, but I wouldn't, I don't know that immunization works, uh, when we're in the thick of things as opposed to beforehand. So if something like that comes up. Maybe something like Mania could go on as planned. Maybe the NBA playoffs could go on as planned. Maybe March Madness, you know, the Final Four at that point. Maybe we'll have a much better handle on it, and we'll be looking back at this scare and being like, okay, good, we got it under control quickly. Or maybe it just gets worse and worse and we cancel all live events. I have no clue. But your point is absolutely right, that we're all looking at this as fans. We look at WrestleMania as the super cool Super Bowl of professional wrestling, where all the storylines end up, where all the you know the big names come back, where you know and what everything has built up to. But in reality, you know Tampa, Florida. What they're looking out, out for it is it's a humongous, humongous employer. It brings so much money to the local economy. I, I was my first WrestleMania that I actually attended in person was was in New Jersey, and I don't remember the number offhand. But I do know that they released the number, uh, you know, the the impact to what they felt the impact to the local economy was. And it's enormous. So there are huge ramifications here, but there's also the ramification of doing of letting it go on as planned and spreading a virus that we're all trying to curb. Um, so anyway, long story short, people I've talked to are still very gung ho about it. I believe there's some sort of meeting in Florida tomorrow in the Tampa area to figure out what to do about live events. So by the time your show airs, I believe on Friday, right? We or is it Thursday night, Duke? Which one is it?
3: I always caution that uh, Friday by noon the show will be up, but usually I get it up a little early, about eleven p.m. Eastern time on Thursday.
2: Okay, yeah. So as your as your listeners hear this, we may have an answer, and all of my rambling may, about WrestleMania specifically, and all of my rambling may be null and void. But right now. We don't, we don't have an answer and, uh, but we know that it'll be a humongous impact if it doesn't happen.
3: How important is the live crowd? And I'm asking you this on a personal level. Mm-hmm. How important is a live crowd for your television viewing experience when you're watching sporting events, including pro wrestling? I mean, does, does a live crowd, could they make or break your ability to enjoy what you're watching or does it not really matter to you?
2: Uh for me personally, um I think it is a part of it a part of the whole package that we that has become white noise unless it's like Duke or something like unbelievable, some amazing crowd, Kansas City Chiefs, Seattle Seahawks. Um but I think we, it'll be very jarring when um that white noise does not exist anymore. Um, you know, look, having played sports, anyone who's played sports knows that the crowd really does give you energy, and there's no way to replicate that. It's not that LeBron James, Steph Curry, whoever, is not going to play very hard. It's not that AJ Styles wouldn't, you know, give it his own wall against, you know, whoever, The Undertaker, whoever, uh, without the live crowd. But you can only bring it to a nine by yourself. The crowd is what gets you to a 10, right? So I think, you know, if I'm just putting on my logical hat here, I think we will see performances that are not as aggressive, not as outgoing, not as dramatic, not as powerful as what we would have seen if there were 60,000 people cheering those athletes on or whatever it is, regardless of what the sport is. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, like I do think intrigue level will make it super interesting to see something and have it be very different than what we are so used to seeing. I think in some ways it'll be cool to see those empty seats, but that's maybe the first time or two you catch a sporting event without a crowd. I think after that, you're going to realize, I really miss the crowd, and this is kind of weird.
3: So that's a good take. That's a good take. I know me personally, I, I don't – it doesn't really matter to me, the, the crowd so much, just because I'm, I'm so engrossed in the mechanics of what I'm watching. Like, I, I, hmm. I'm i providing my own commentary. Oh, you shouldn't have done that. Oh, did you, did you see that? Oh, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of that. Whether I'm alone or whether I'm in a, at a party with a bunch of people, it's still the same old thing. So sure. the, the crowd and, and even the commentary so much, I'm not always paying that close attention to it in fact sometimes i just turn the volume completely off and provide my own soundtrack because i'm just so engrossed in the action whether that be mma whether that be wwe whether that be uh basketball it really doesn't matter it's it's the same but that's how my brain works and i understand that i'm not the average fan because the average fan is is really engrossed in the whole experience not just just this one aspect which is the actual action so I appreciate your take on that. I'm going to throw something at you. Let, let me switch speeds for a second here. WWE has experienced tremendous record profits. I mean, just year after year, they're making more money than any wrestling promotion has ever made in history, outdoing themselves for the most part over the past five years in particular. Now we're starting to see metrics where they're underperforming. Their live attendance from a general standpoint, their merchandise sales, their TV ratings, which is always the big thing, and I know this is something that you have a lot of insight in, is it impossible to live up to the expectation that the WWE is going to continue to operate on the highest level that any company has ever operated before? Is it is it unreasonable to have those expectations? Or, you know, based on your, your experience and what you know about television as a whole, and even your perspective as a fan... Do you feel that you know whatever criticisms they've been receiving for underperforming is warranted?
2: You know, I know it's a it's a lousy answer, but it's both, and I'll hopefully make it a little less lousy by explaining what I mean. There is having an expectation that WWE is going to be some sort of super company, some sort of monopoly, some you know guarantee stock hit or some version of that. Is 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 so antiquated and impossible and foolish. There's so much more competition. It's not and I'm not just talking about the AEW's of the world. There's competition from Netflix now. There's competition from Disney Plus. It's just competition for your attention. It doesn't matter where it comes from. It could it could come from anywhere. It could be virtual reality in five years. That you know, non wrestling virtual reality or at least non WWE virtual reality. The point is we keep adding all of these forms of entertainment, all of these platforms, specifically for television, movies, etc. There's still only 24 hours in a day, and we're all—I don't know—I don't know about you, but we're all probably working more hours than the previous generation worked to, to to pay the same bills or, or even more bills. You know, there weren't cell phones in my parents' day, for example. Um, so to expect to have TV ratings that compare with any sort of historic TV ratings—and I'm not. You know, we could even just be talking about nine years ago when a DVR was a novelty, is stupid. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, so I give WWE more of a pass than some people with those thoughts in mind. But where I stop giving WWE a pass is where it fails to meet its own expectations and investor expectations, which is where it's at right now. WWE stock is not a it maybe it's a good bet now that it's like sub $40 or whatever it is, Uh but it's not doing well. It may be just like the, the stock market as a whole, which obviously this is not WWE's fault. Look at your 401k. It's good to put money into it now, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't guarantee we're not going even further, further down tomorrow, right? So all of that said, yes, WWE is still the biggest, in my opinion, does still put out the best product. He's still the best recruiter, cultivator of talent, promoter, etc. And a lot of that frankly comes from the legacy and and all the decades of dominance and the McMahon name and so on and so forth, you know. So that's not to poo poo the new guys, right? But they're also not doing what WWE should be doing, even in this environment. So no, WWE network is not working. Um, That doesn't mean it's a complete and utter disaster and the worst streaming option in the business It's just not doing what it should be doing. Yes, their attendance is down. That doesn't mean they have the worst live shows or the lowest attendance, not by any stretch of the imagination. They're still dominant. They're just not as dominant. Yeah, their merch sales are down, same deal. Doesn't mean that New Japan or whoever wouldn't love WWE's merch revenue. Of course they would. But by WWE's own standards, it's starting to get very poor. So I know that's kind of hedging a little bit, but it's also the reality. And and, and in my opinion, the reality is WWE's still the best, but boy, oh boy, are they not living up to what WWE should be.
3: From a business standpoint, Tony... I know we've heard a lot of talk, and and Vince McMahon has really been fueling this fire about a special announcement coming up regarding WWE pay per views, and, you know, at least the the major pay per views. The speculation that they could do a deal with a third party streaming platform, you know, ESPN Plus or or Netflix, whoever. And a deal like that would definitely net a significant amount of, of revenue. You know, just take a look at the the uh, UFC deal with ESPN Plus just as a, a marker of where this could possibly go. Where do we get to a point where we recognize that WWE's primary focus is to make money first? As a business, when you're making money first, that doesn't always translate into what a fan would consider the most entertaining or even what they want to see, per se, uh, the New York right. Knicks is the second most valuable franchise in, in the in the nation, and they're they're absolutely one of the worst NBA teams, probably in history over the past four or five years. When do we get to a point where we recognize this is a business first, and not just something to entertain people?
2: Well, listen, if you're a WWE shareholder, you absolutely know that to be the case. I think takes away a little bit of the romanticism of professional wrestling to think along those lines which I'm not saying you're wrong you're correct to think along those lines it is the mature way of thinking along those lines but you know we don't WWE fans of which I am one uh don't want to think along those lines we we like to prefer a little we prefer to preserve a little bit of kayfabe in in, in every angle of our association with the company. It does get a little bit more – some of the decision-making does get a little bit more digestible when you think about it as a businessman or from the standpoint of a businessman. Uh, It's understandable, but this is entertainment. These are, you know, our favorite athletes. These are storylines we're emotionally invested in. Um, So, you know, nobody really just wants to accept that – Roman Reigns is good for business, you know, as, as one example, or, or whatever the case might be, right? So it's a balancing act. It's a balancing act where uh, I don't always agree with every decision WWE makes, uh, business or creative-wise. Of course, I'm also not as informed as someone with the last name McMahon, so I may be wrong to disagree with a decision here or there, uh, and I recognize that. But as a fan, you know, it's it's a complicated thing. I want them to push my favorites, too. You know, I, I like the product. I, I have favorite wrestlers. Uh, you know, I, I understand it. But I also get that Goldberg and The Undertaker are apparently big draws. I could live my life not seeing them ever wrestle again and remember the good times. That's how I would prefer it. But, you know, probably going to sell a few more tickets to WrestleMania if The Undertaker's there. Probably going to get a better uh, deal in Saudi Arabia if Goldberg's there. So, yeah, people should probably realize it a little bit more. Uh, I'm certainly not immune to, you know, knee-jerk reaction responses on Twitter, for example, by Pure fans. But, you know, I also appreciate from Pure fans how much they just love the product and, and truly want to see the best wrestling and the best wrestlers win out.
3: You broke the story that um, Ron Gronkowski officially signed with the WWE, which, you know, great job on that part. I know that um, Ryan Satin had initially brought up the fact that uh, they were negotiating and that the negotiations were getting pretty deep in the weeds there. But, you know, Tony Maglio at the RAP, he's the one who who closed that deal. So great job. Real quick, Tony, does this make sense to you to have a guy – like Rob Gronkowski brought in, especially you know, somebody made the the comment that you have so many ladies and gentlemen in the back who don't get featured very often, and now you're going to go outside of the pro wrestling business and you're going to bring in a guy who absolutely is is not going to be able to deliver the best wrestling match that you're ever going to see anytime soon. Just your general thoughts on on this Rob Gronkowski thing and how it would affect the the business uh, in general.
2: Yeah, and thanks for the shout out and props to Satin. Um I don't like stunt programming, programming, excuse me, or stunt casting in, in almost any avenue of life, but I'm also, you know, coming at this, I'm a 39 year old man, I'm a dad, like, you know, I'm, I'm just very specific to my own life, my own experiences. When I was a kid, I loved LT and Bam Bam Bigelow, if I watched that match today, I'd probably be super disappointed. I I frankly don't know. I've never gone back and watched it. Um, But no, I don't like these sorts of things. You know, I I, I didn't mind the Ronda Rousey thing when it was announced, and then I really got into it because she was excellent. She put in the hard work. Of course, there's much more crossover between MMA and uh, pro wrestling than, um, you know, football and pro wrestling. But no, I don't, I don't love stunt casting and, and it's not so much for the pure reason that people want to see more Cedric Alexander or whoever their favorite, uh, under, um, appreciated wrestler is and, and Gronk or Ronda or whoever would take a spot from them. It's, it's more that it takes me out of it um like in other words if Gronk or LT can come in and beat a high level superstar um which you kind of have to have them do otherwise you're burying them right off the bat you're burying your your big um your big draw uh that takes me out of it a little bit that reminds me that this is predetermined sports entertainment i was talking uh on a recent podcast i don't even remember what it was about tyson fury and Tyson, who I really like as a personality and I loved his recent, you know, his recent fight. I was just so happy to see him dominate. It was just a great fight. He's just a great character. Tyson Fury is like a natural WWE guy. He's great on the mic. He's big. He's brash. He's bold. He sucked when he went against Braun Strowman. It was awful. And it's not Tyson's fault. Tyson Fury is a professional boxer. He's a dominant, amazing, wonderful professional boxer. And when you take a guy or a girl and put them in a match here or a match there, it exposes the phoniness. It exposes that punches aren't really landing. You know, these guys are, and girls are not journeymen. They're not You know, veterans, they're not Dolph Ziggler, they're not whoever, insert whoever your favorite long-term professional wrestler is. Doesn't have to be Daniel Bryan, it could be someone way further down the talent list than Daniel Bryan, and it just shows who these people are not, and it just shows how fake it is, and it just lets people remember that this isn't real. And it takes people out of it, and and even like this is a silly anecdote, but like if I was watching with my wife or whatever, she'd be like, "That looks terrible. He's not punching him," and it just it just reminds you that what you are watching is not real fair combat, right? So all that said, do I like the Gronk deal? No, I, I I don't I don't personally love Gronk, but of course I'm a New York Giants fan, not from Boston like you are, and uh, but we did beat him every time, so that doesn't bother me so much in the playoffs. But Gronk's a really good personality. He'll be really good on the mic. He looks big, and he looks good. That's great. So if he goes the Ronda Rousey route and purely dedicates himself to this as his new profession, even if it's just a one-year profession or whatever, then cool, great. I don't want to see him main event, you know, a pay-per-view right off the bat. Um, but if he dedicates himself to learning the craft, I'm good with that. Anything short of that, I'm not good with. Because anything short of that, to me, is Tyson Fury, who could beat up Braun Strowman if this was a real fight. Coming in and beating Braun Strowman in a fake fight. And that completely ruins it for me.
3: Tony, let everybody know because, you know, what you guys are doing over at the rap is just really, really something special and, and I've been a fan of the rap for, for years, even before you and I had formally known each other. And I gotta tell you, over the past I'd say two years, it's just been tremendous to see the growth and the the rededication to, to even more sports centric uh material that I see at the rap and it's just been it's been great. Let everybody know. How can they check out the rap and, and even how can they uh reach out to you personally.
2: Yeah sure, thank you. And that's a very nice compliment. So I've always appreciated your support. Um the rap, just simply www. WWE got it said WWE so It's just therap.com. dot com. I'm not super old. I could just say therap.com. dot com. The rap's on Twitter, the rap on every social media thing. And as for me, I'm just Tony Maglio on Twitter. Uh you can look for me on Instagram, you're gonna be very underwhelmed.
3: Before I let you go, one last question here, and and just staying yeah. on this point, because I know that especially over the last, you know, fifteen months or so, you have really increased the amount of pro wrestling themed content on the rap. Um, which, you know, it's it's great to be in a position that you're in because you're able to do that. Has it been worth it for you? I I know for me, as a consumer, as somebody who who loves to read about the the entertainment industry and wants to know what's going on in television, who is a, a huge sports fan, especially pro wrestling, I have absolutely loved real journalists covering pro wrestling from a real journalistic standpoint and giving me information that I really am not going to find anywhere else. And then even when you have interviews, you're asking questions that your, your typical, I hate to say the word, but dirt sheet, they're not thinking of even asking the type of questions that you're asking and, and your team is asking. So from a consumer standpoint, personally, I have loved it. And I appreciate it. And I just thank you and, and the entire team over at the RAF for what you've been doing. From your standpoint, As a guy who has to manage all this stuff, has the increased wrestling content on the rap, has it
2: been worth it? Yeah, you know, it has been um, because there's an appetite for it. And while I don't write things for clicks, and I certainly don't write things, you know, that I hope nobody would accuse me of writing anything that falls under the clickbait headline, let's be realistic, just like WWE needs to sell Roman Reigns shirts to make money, The rap and every other website on the planet needs to make advertising revenue through clicks, through reads, through shares, through whatever, right? We have other venues, other avenues of revenue, much like WWE does, but that's still a, it's dwindling for everyone on the internet, but it's a primary source or at least a source of revenue, right? So from that standpoint, yes, but really beyond the revenue standpoint, as I am not a, officer at the company just as an actual journalist yes also there's an impact there because people have a anytime somebody wants to read what you're writing about it's always much more fulfilling much more rewarding considering you know the effort or the time that it it takes to report out stories to write stories so it has been worth it for me personally um it does come at a cost and the cost and nobody feels sorry for me you don't have to at all you shouldn't is that there are only so many hours in the day, right? So, you know, while I could be dedicating the time to reporting on, you know, WrestleMania versus reporting on, I don't know, for life, the ABC show that 50 cent produces, for example, uh, there's always a give and a take, right? At the very beginning when I was here and I was kind of coming, rising a little bit and I started doing some wrestling reporting. Um, you know, I, I am not shy about saying that, you know, my editors really weren't into it because it was wrestling, but what, what they failed to see at first, and they certainly see now, and I credit them for that, is pro wrestling, as you know, is a very big piece of an enormous television pie. So I approach it as I would approach reporting on NCIS. It's just more fun reporting on wrestling than NCIS. So it has been worth it. Uh, it's sometimes more difficult for me with what I – am expected to do uh in terms of sourcing and, you know, just journalism versus, as you put it, a dirt sheet. But at the same time, look, I still read the dirt sheets sometimes, and they get great news that I couldn't get. And they have really good insight as well. So, you know, we're just an alternative source. Um, we're a different kind of publication, and uh, we write more about readings than, you know, maybe your average dirt sheet would. And they write more about rumors than we would, and there's an appetite for both. So uh, it's been rewarding for me, fulfilling for me. Uh, hopefully the fans uh, like yourself, kind of recognize the you know what we can bring to the table versus you know, some of the other competition.
1: It is always a pleasure to speak to Tony Magley over the rap, just a great guy. great guy knows his stuff, and what's important about speaking to Mags is that, as the TV editor of the television and Hollywood trade publication, The Wrap, he's a legitimate journalist, right? He's responsible for an entire team of journalists. He's a journalist himself. He went to school for that stuff. He studied it. He knows his, his craft, and it shows in the quality of his work. So as I stated during the conversation, I just really appreciate the fact that a legitimate journalist is a fan of pro wrestling, And is interested enough in pro wrestling that he kept pushing the envelope as far as coverage of pro wrestling in the publication until it was finally accepted. And now it's a major part of what they put out on a regular basis. So, again, thank you, Tony Maglio, for joining us. Great stuff, man, as always. And, hey, folks, welcome back. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. And you know that everything else this week is certainly this coronavirus, this COVID-19 stuff. We can't get away from it. It's affecting every aspect of life, no matter where you are in the world. It's just the truth. Everyone's impacted by this. In fact, you know, um, there have been some developments since I've spoken to Tony. Major developments have happened since we had that conversation. You know, the NBA, they just, for the time being, they've suspended their season. So we'll get more information, but two, count them, two NBA players have tested positive for coronavirus since I've spoken to Tony. So that's just a major development there. NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, everybody, including uh, Disneyland, everybody is is suspending operations for the time being because we really need to contain this this coronavirus stuff. And one of the best ways to do it is to limit large assemblies of people and when you get large gatherings of people that just promotes possible spread. And we just don't need those kind of problems. So really interesting stuff. In fact, I'm going to uh, take a quick break. And when I get back, I'm going to have big Vito Lagrazo on the line. He's going to weigh in because we finally got an answer, at least up to this point, about WrestleMania and this may shock some of you out there. So take a quick break, come back with Big Vito lagrasso
3: Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Soly Venice Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with Wrestling.com. This
0: is Sean Andre, boxing writer, and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo!
3: Folks, I mean, as I said, this is a fluid uh, situation going on right now. As it stands this afternoon, the state of Florida, you know, their governor has asked that large assemblies not happen in the state in the immediate future here, you know, because of this whole COVID 19, this coronavirus concern. WrestleMania is scheduled to happen in Florida, and at this moment, up to this moment, they have not officially given any plan as far as canceling or changing the venue, scaling it down, nothing of the sort. Our friend Big Vito Legrazzo has just put up an amazing Facebook post. I mean, it's going viral right now, uh, where he shared some, some passionate uh, words there and a real strong take on behalf of not only the wrestlers, but even you know, as a fan as well, just the implications of something like this, of, of not making it clear what they're going to do about this event. So, you know, Vito's my buddy. I had to bring him on and, and just talk about this real quick. But I want to encourage everybody, stop what you're doing. As you're listening to Vito talk, please pull up Facebook. Go to uh, Vito Legrazo's Facebook page. And, in fact, I'll share it on the Duke Loves Wrestling um, Facebook and Twitter and what have you. But I want you to go directly to this post, Vito's post, and share it. Let's get this this momentum going here because... This is serious. I mean, this is a serious public safety uh, issue here where you're talking about an event where you could have 100,000 people potentially, and you're going to do that when we have literally a pandemic happening right before our eyes. Uh, so without further ado, Vito, welcome back to the show, and, and thank you for that Facebook post, man.
0: Hey, Duke, how you doing, and how? hello to all the um, the sculptors out there, the Vito Knights. At least I'm telling you, Big Vito has always these great prominent words and I'm never uh, a man to mince words, and I always speak my mind. I speak from the heart, and people appreciate that I'm a straight shooter. Duke, how are you doing? You doing okay?
3: You know, Vito, I'm, I'm over here. I'm, I'm doing fine physically and emotionally, but I got to tell you, man, I'm very concerned. I'm, I'm worried about all my friends and family around the world, worried about you and Noel and, and, and your son and, you know, just everybody, man, because this this coronavirus stuff is pretty serious business
0: Now, you know what gets me is that you know the WWE is always the last to act and they will hold out and they want every last dollar from everybody out there and they won't make a burst they They're always last you look at basketball you look at baseball you look at football you look at all major sports airports everything everybody's closing down Everybody's closing down business but the WWE, okay? Why? Because they care about themselves. They care about their money. They don't care about the boys. They don't care about the fans. All they care about is lacing their pockets. And you know what? When when you talk about if they did give a shit about what's going on, okay, they would have been the first ones to set precedence and make a stand. Hey, listen, we can't put the fans in jeopardy, you know, all the people who are out there in WWE land, you know, the fans, you know, the people who love the WWE, listen, we're not going to have the event, you know, until this, uh, this coronavirus is settled. You know, we're just thinking of you. If everything is for the fans, how come they didn't close the event? How come they're making everybody risk everything from overseas and people come from millions and millions of miles away from all over the world just to go to this great event called called WrestleMania, which is a great event, which is probably the show of the year. But when you have something major like this, why are they last? This is the Super Bowl. This is the NBA. This is the NFL. This is Major League Baseball. This is hockey, right? And you tell me that they're still having their, their event going on. When people are quarantined, and people are closing, and Disneyland, and I mean, you tell me, you know, that Vince McMahon and the WWE are bigger than the Golden Gates, than Lord Jesus Christ up in heaven, I bet you he closed his gates, and he don't want nobody up there going crossing the gates until they serve 14 days in purgatory, just to really say, no, they're quarantined.
3: I mean, like you said, Vito, you don't mince words one bit, and you're absolutely right, man. I mean, like you said, Disney, Disneyland, uh, officially have closed until further notice. The NCAA, I mean, March Madness is officially put on hold. They just suspended all of March Madness. And you know what
0: gets me hot about that? Okay? Because St. John's, who's in in the Big East tournament, they were winning at halftime against Creighton. And they had a great chance to beat that team because they just beat them last week. Okay? And St. John's, they beat beat Georgetown, their arch rival, the day before. And they had his chance to be on the bubble for the NCAA tournament, and they shut him down at halftime. That pissed me off. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> well, listen, are you doing a heel turn now? Don't, don't pull a Vince McMahon on us. Thank God. No, no, know. no, I'm
0: not. I, I'm mad. I'm mad for the good reasons, but boy, am I hot about that. Luke Connoseka, Mullen, Mulberry, you know, Mark Jackson, the boys. It, it killed me, man. I'm an old-time St. John's guy. You know, well, I know
3: that you're you're a basketball guy too, Vito. You definitely are a guy who's very well accomplished in the sport of basketball. Now not not a lot of folks realize that. But uh, Vito was a big time athlete, basketball, baseball, you name it. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, like just to, to get back um, serious with the topic here, WrestleMania is the. I mean, only the Super Bowl is the only other event that we can think of in America, which is on the scale of a WrestleMania, and, and in, even in terms of the amount of money that it will bring into the municipality over the course of a week. I mean, the tax revenue is just tremendous. Uh, yes, because is. of all of the international people that are attracted, and the people even domestically that are attracted to this event, and other smaller promotions put on an event, it's like a big-time convention. With that said, we're dealing with a worldwide health crisis, a, pan, a, a a pandemic here that we don't have control over, that we know is spreading every second, to not develop a plan and put it out there to give people enough time to figure out what's really going on here, it really is a big mistake on WWE's part. And Like I said, I just really appreciate your Facebook post because you you dug right in, and folks, you've got to check it out. You've got to go over to Vito's page, read this post. Because he just he just lets it all hang out, man. And it's being shared all over the place. It's just a great post that brings perspective from one of the top wrestlers of the past 30 years here, letting you know from a wrestler's perspective, but also considering we the fans, and calling WWE out about being a little selfish at this point by not making it clear that at the very least they're going to adjust how they present WrestleMania.
0: Dude, let me, let me cut you off there for a second. right? This... This gets you so hot. Dude, you, and for the people who, who have been keeping up with this, right, I mean, this goes overseas. The president stopped all overseas transit, right? The um, the NBA last that they quarantined the Jazz, and I believe, um Oklahoma Thunder, okay? And they quarantined them in the state. Now, the guy, the the, uh, the gentleman, the his name is, I don't want to get him in hot water, he decided it was going to be a joke. And he was going to touch everybody's microphone, uh, um, whatever they had. He was going to touch all the reporters. He was going to play around. And sure enough, he got the virus, and one of his teammates got it because he was being an ass. Okay? And he didn't take it serious. Now, because of this carelessness, and I say carelessness, both teams got quarantined in, in the arena we don't know the whereabouts of the team. We don't know what the how, what kind of protocol those people are going to have if they were allowed to go back to the hotel. Did they have to go to a homeless shelter? Were they allowed to travel on a plane to get home? Did they have to take private buses to travel to get home so they wouldn't infect anybody else? That's pretty big. And when you talk about a, a, a place like that, say WrestleMania, how do you have wrestling event where you can't touch the people, shake their hands, Take a picture with them, can't get within a hello of people, so why are you going? Wouldn't it be better to cancel this to save everybody the money, refund the people their tickets, let people re, re-buy the tickets for WrestleMania, get another date, and, you know, because this is a worldwide epidemic, wouldn't you say, hey, let me be, let me show precedence, let me be the one to set the tone, be the last to close our doors, We're going to be the last to do everything because we want every blood-sucking dollar. It's just like the Saudi trip. They said, don't go to Saudi Arabia and don't take the money. Put everybody in danger, right? Now, I'm sure everybody who has come back from those trips in the WWE has their own version and has their own story. We, as fans, journalists, analysts, have read everything there could be, people who are actually there, about what really happened. Did they pay the money? They hold them hostage. You know, are they going to go back? Was there a negotiation? Why did Vince leave early? Why did they leave the, the, uh, the workers behind? Okay? God forbid something happens in sortie, okay, and somebody gets hurt, injured, or, or is held hostage. Then what do you say then, people? Then you say, oh, well, they had to put the show on? Or, you know, the safety of the wrestlers and the goodwill of their families you know, are no longer there, you know. So, I mean, the NBA canceled, the NHL canceled, Major League Baseball canceled, right? And the WWE, you know, used the COVID 19, you know, uh, code. So, I'm going to have price on your SmackDown ticket. Hey, what can I tell you?
3: His name is Big Vito LeBron. Listen, Vito, tell everybody how can they, they reach out to you? How can they check you out on social media? And, and let everybody know about the, uh, the new shows that you and Noel have been putting out there on, on your uh, channels there, because it's really got some great stuff going on.
0: Well, everybody, you can go to, uh, the Big Vito brand at bigvito.com slash the Big Vito brand. Go to Twitter at the Big Vito brand. Go to Facebook at Big Vito LaGrasso. You can, if you need any more information, hit up Duke, Duke of Wrestling. That's where I do some, most of my podcasting. Go to Go to Twitch and hit up Big Vito Lagrazo. That's Noelle in the background. Go to Twitch. You know, as she's sitting there in her ski mask and the Corona sign. Stuff
2: my shoulders. You know, and
0: this doesn't mean, guys, to boycott Corona beer. It just means, to, you know, boycott the virus. Okay, we're just putting that out there in case there's anybody Corona out there.
1: Big Vito Lagrazo is a person that does not mince words. He just tells you how how he sees it, tells you like it is, and that's just the end of it. So, shout out to Big Vito. Really appreciate you. And once again, shout out to Tony Maglio, the rap. Great, great folks. Great guests this week. Listen, everybody, I want you to take a moment. Join me and just take a deep breath. We'll do it on the count of three, right? One, two, three. Okay, let's take a deep breath. These are definitely strange times right now in everyone's lives. And I, I respect the fact that there are many of us out there who, you know, we don't necessarily respond well to changes in life and, and panic and things of that nature. I understand that. Respect it. And if you're one of those people, you should not be ashamed or feel bad about it at all you're you're a human being you have feelings i worry about the people that i care about personally so i I totally get where everyone is coming from all i can recommend and i said it last week as well just control what you can control please wash your hands on a regular basis if you have hand sanitizer please use that Go online and check out how to make your own hand sanitizer and pay attention. I know that with a lot of this stuff, it's a two to one ratio. If you're using rubbing alcohol, two parts rubbing alcohol and one part aloe vera or something like that. Um, Pay attention to that and make your own whatever. Whatever you got to do, please just in conjunction, nothing replaces washing your hands, but you definitely should be using some type of sanitizer in addition. Just be smart. Be safe. In terms of goods, you know, stocking of goods and things of that nature, rice and pasta and beans, things that you can make with relative ease, flour, sugar, salt, kind of flavor stuff. If you're put in a position where it's not easy to get these goods, you want to be able to keep things going in your household, right? So just be smart. Just be smart. I know some people were making fun of the folks who are, you know, buying out all the toilet paper. And it's like, well, what are you buying all the toilet paper for? Well, you got to think about the supply chain, folks. How do goods get to you, right? We think about our, our truck drivers. We think about folks who are in the airline industry. Not only the folks who are flying the planes, but what about the folks who work on the what they call the ramp, right? What happened? These are not not easy jobs to get. These are difficult jobs. Not just anybody can be a CDL driver. You got to be certified. Not just anyone can fly an aircraft. Not just anyone can work on a ramp at an airport. There's a process you got to go through to get those jobs. And there is a finite amount of people who qualify for those jobs. Those are very tough jobs to get and then very tough jobs to keep. And when you have to replace someone in those jobs, it takes a while. And one thing that we are not big on right now is time. We don't have a lot of time, folks. This thing is happening as we speak. So my point is, if something happens to the folks who are responsible for working within the the supply chain, if we overwork our truck drivers or we have the overworked uh, folks who work in the airline industry, That's like taking a straw and pinching it and then trying to get liquid through it. It's going to slow things down and it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So if you have the opportunity to get what you feel is essential and stock up on what you and your family needs right now, I'm going to tell you the complete opposite of what everybody's telling you. Everybody's telling you don't do it because you're keeping it away from the people that need it the most. I don't believe that. Do it. Stock up on what you need. And then you can start talking to who you need to talk to and you can, you know, trade. Right? If your neighbor down the street that you have a good relationship with for one reason or another, maybe your kids are in the same sports league or something, if that neighbor has the has the hookup on the water and you have the hookup on the on the toilet paper, then hey, we can share in resources, right? I know that sounds crazy right now. Because it's like, come on, Duke, it's not that bad. But we don't know where we're going with this. I'm in Massachusetts, man. We're moving the Boston Marathon. We canceled the St. Patrick's Day parade. We got schools closing. You got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Who knows where this is going to go a week, two weeks, three weeks from now. I would hate to be in a situation like Italy. And shout out to my my listeners out in Italy. You You exist. I checked the numbers. we definitely have some some listeners out in Italy. I would hate to be in that situation and my and my heart goes out to all of you because that's tough. You know you have the medical professionals who they're just completely over capacity. They cannot take care of everyone, so they got to make decisions and one of the decisions that are being made, and this is something that I, I read. Is that the folks who they feel they absolutely can save and who will thrive and live? Those are the folks who are getting priority. And the folks who, you know, may not have that much more time left on this earth, who may be far gone, you got to make the decision maybe we're not spending the resources on them. And that is terrible. People are playing God in that situation, it's unfortunate. But this is what can happen when you're not prepared for a pandemic. And really, no one's prepared for it. But we do the best that we can. So again, I just say to you, just control what you can control. Be smart about it. Quarantine yourself for the 14 days if you feel you know, itchy throat or if you, you come into contact with somebody who tests positive. Be smart about it, please. Protect yourselves, but also protect everybody else by protecting yourself. It's the best thing you can do. I'm gonna keep putting out materials out there, folks, and I you know you would hope that the entertainment industry as a whole, and that you know, podcasts are part of that, you would hope that we would be an escape from some of the challenges in real life. And for sure, I try to do the best that I can with that, but just keep in mind, folks, that this stuff is impacting us. This show, Duke Love's Wrestling, it is a news show. Providing you the top stories and analysis and world of professional wrestling and everything else. This is a news show, so you are going to get facts. When you check out my Twitter account or the Facebook account, I'll throw in some funny stuff and and you know get into a debate with some of you and post my favorite matches and try to be a little silly. I'll keep that that train going, man. No two ways about it. But I'm also going to update you on this this coronavirus stuff and how it's affecting the pro wrestling industry and beyond. And I feel like it would be irresponsible of me not to continue to talk about this. Because I talk about everything else. It's what I've been doing from the beginning. Why would I stop now? So, as always, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. You know, let me me just say this last thing here because this is important. You folks have heard me throughout this year talk about this Navitas Organics and and the great products that they have, you know, the the cacao powder, which I put in my coffee, you know, they got the matcha lattes, they got the the turmeric latte, they got the maca powder, Focus, Detox, they got all these different superfoods and what have you. Stock up on stuff like that, too. I mean, I definitely encourage you to check out Novita's organics because that's, that's stuff that I personally consume and that I enjoy. But it's not a bad idea to get yourself some of these superfood powders and things like that. Stock up on some of this stuff. And more importantly, start taking it now, right? Get yourself a supply that'll last the, the household a month or so. Start taking that stuff now. You can't get enough vitamins right now. You can't keep your immune system strong enough right now. Just keep that that routine going, man. Take your allergy pills. I know that sounds a little silly as well. If if there's a 24-hour allergy pill, take that. Do these things. Trust me. Do these things. Get your vitamin C. Get your potassium from your bananas or what have you or your avocado. Do these things, man. Do what's best for you and your loved ones keep yourself healthy. And again, if you feel like you may have been compromised or that you're starting to feel under the weather, do the right thing. Quarantine yourself, stay away from the elderly, stay away from the folks who may have weakened immune systems. Do the right thing. I'm counting on you. I'm challenging you. I'm begging you. Please do the right thing. So once again, be kind to yourselves. Be kind to others. This is the Duke. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: One, two, three. Ah! Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.